You're listening to an episode of Flag Points. Yes, that's right. This is episode 66 of Flag Points. We've dusted it off and pulled it out of the vault of 3D Joes. No, I'm kidding. This is G.I. Joeberg. My name is Steve. And the other two gentlemen in this podcast, I'm sure, did not get the bit that I was trying to do at the top of the show. Hello, totally Paul. Hello, you Hello, guys. You know, Hello there. The Flag Points podcast. What do you think yeah. we are? Troglodytes. Big fans. Big fans. <laughs> Yes, yes. Flag points. Uh, man, they should they should go back into business. Would be nice. Anyways, how the hell are you guys? We're doing very, very well. Um, I'm very happy to be here with you guys on the anniversary of the release of Independence Day, uh, 4th of July. Oh, that's that absolutely cool amazing. Movie. Congratulations to all Americans. I hope you enjoy your favorite movie. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Go quietly yes. into the night. Sorry. No, very good, Rob. Thank you for sneaking it in there. Yes, the title of the episode is Flag Points. It's not just ironically a name of another podcast. It is this week past, weekend past, the Independence Day celebrations, July the 4th in the United States of America. Congratulations, America, on becoming a nation and becoming independent of those damn red coats. Uh, <laughs> I'm now currently in the land of Australia, which uh, very much happily uh, remained a land of the Redcoats. Um, but hey, everyone had their own different reception to the British rule and the, the fall of the empire. I know South Africa, I mean, we had an, an independence war of our own, didn't we now, gents? Absolutely. Yeah, we did the concentration camp there. So. Yes, and guerrilla warfare and commandos, all these terms were apparently originated in the Boer War. But it's now yes. no longer, it's no longer called the Boer War, it's called the South African War. Did you know that? I did no, not know that. I didn't. Yeah, and very interestingly enough, I was watching a, a film, a film, and it a was set in, I think, in like the 1950s or something like that, and they called it the South African War, which is very PC, which is very like not it's 1950s. Of now, of, but it's yeah, not exactly. of what they would have said back then. Yes, like. exactly. So I was like, oh, this is cheesy, man. Like whoever wrote the script uh, was not hip to the fact that calling it the South African War is a very recent thing because calling it the Boer War or the Anglo-Boer War only takes a cognizance of the fact that it was the Brits versus the Afrikaners. Um, but actually, there were other factions involved in the Boer War, um, English-speaking South Africans and black South Africans and South Africans of color. So calling it the South African War is a bit more inclusive. And yes, this is an inclusive time. But anyways, we're talking enough politics. Let's talk some more politics. Gentlemen, something <laughs> occurred to me about Independence Day. Like, do you feel any kind of nationalism? Like, is there ever a point where you're swept up in some, like, serious flag waving and, you know, beating the old drum and singing the national anthem? Like, is there an equivalent in South Africa? I don't think there is. I just love that part where you see the downed UFO and then there's all the people and it looks like the Maasai. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Africa, yes. <laughs> that definitely makes me you know, get very nationalistic at the moment. I just I get a tear in my eye. The citizen no, of planet Earth, you know, saving. Me... Yeah. No, no, <laughs> let it just go on record. Hey, man, if you watch the sequel to Independence Day, you know oh, that, have. like, the, the <laughs> ship that crash landed into at the African continent. Like they waged a, like a ground conflict against that ship. Yeah. That's the movie I wanted to see. Yeah. yeah that sounds badass. Hemsworth brother bullshit. 
Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> that, 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 that would have been a much better movie. I also want to go the grave of a good Independence Day film. And just say that I absolutely loved that movie when it came out in cinema. I actually watched it twice in cinema and it blew me away. I just remember sitting yeah. there and, like and you know, you're hearing, blue. Is, you're hearing is just so good as a kid. And that film is just like, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum. One of the cool kids called it ID4. No, amazing. surely that was like a that was retrospective. Like people started nope. calling it ID four nope. because calling it nope. Independence Day. What that was no, part of the called, marketing. We called it ID four, dude. In the card and comic mm. shop I worked in, you called it Independence Day. You were lame. You were like, Fuck, no, you are going to check out ID four. Have you checked out ID four yet? Some people were like, "What's ID four? You're like, "Whatever." Green thumb. <laughs> There's a goal in the shop. Everybody, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well how's this for cool credibility like this was such a, a big event movie my whole family went to see it together oh, that's <laughs> cool. i know right uh, my my father mother brother sister and myself went to see independence day and it like blew our minds like we were <laughs> buzzing about it the the very next time we actually did that as a family was the matrix so wow notice mm. friend yeah, fun time. That is it's, so it's cool, quite, man. quite an event. Yeah, it, it was definitely an incredible movie. Uh, I, and, I still think it's very good. I have seen it since. And um, and a, and a sad <sighs> irony is that uh, there were no toys for it in the in the in the in the shops when that movie came out. Remember, like there were no toys for it here in South Africa, and there were toys for it. We just never got them here. Well, that's unfortunate. I always wanted <laughs> one of those aliens. I always thought they looked really interesting. Yeah, they look absolutely amazing. But I'm um, oh, talking about bro, the... hell with that. I had a, I want one of the, the F-18s, big time, big time. Oh, when I got back from, when I got back from the movie, what I kept playing out in my bedroom was with my Ring Raider jets, like that moment when they realize that it's got a defensive shield and they all <laughs> pull up. So I used my cupboard, which is this, you know, a very imposing structure to a. However old I was, I was 11, 11 or 12. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah I, I used my jets and they had to pull up and like just skim this cupboard. Some of them <laughs> turn into fireballs, but uh, <laughs> a few successful ones, my favorite ones. Uh, I had this orange MiG-29 Fulcrum. Uh, I loved it because it had six missiles sculpted uh, on the underside of the wings which is a, an interesting detail for a Ring Raider. A lot of them didn't have sculpted missiles, but this one did. So he was my favorite. Anyways, I'm getting way off track. Rob, what were you going to say? I don't know. I was going to say, I mean, we were talking about the movie, but um, when we were in the States, we actually, if I remember correctly, we got to see the the Marines practicing for the July 4th celebrations in Washington. It was some memorial. I mean, there, there was a. On well, I, thought it, I, I thought it was Anthem. for for July Fourth, because it was yeah. so close. Maybe, maybe I'm probably. wrong, but that it, maybe, probably I am wrong. <laughs> no, but it was um, still amazing to watch. Like, it was still amazing to see kind of like a little bit of. Um, oh, it was a welcoming party for us. That's that's true, but I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, totally. But it was yeah, amazing to has see arrived. Some, proper pomp and circumstance i mean even though it was a practice i mean there's, there's still hundreds of people turned out um to check it out and it was very very interesting to kind of see a, 
I don't know, like proper like nationalism, I suppose, you know, like pride in your country. Um, and to see it if live. If you want to check out this particular event, we have chronicled it in our Road to Jokon Part 3. Hey, the hey. exfiltration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> check and it also, out. Leave it a like while you're there. And oh, also, and guys, if you don't mind leaving a like on this video, that'd be grand too. That would be so fantastic. And while you're giving Excellent. out likes, while you're giving out likes and checking out videos, guys, um, Zazel, uh, Zazel Phoenix released a fantastic video. You guys, uh, well, obviously you guys know you were there at the premiere. <laughs> uh, it happened, I, I literally just watched it now. I got about halfway and then we had to start the show. It is so good. Like, I love mm -hmm. it. Like, I just wanted to go on record and I want Zazel to hear it. Dude, it was so cool. Like, everything I've seen so far has been so great. I love the voices, the, the feeling that it definitely feels like it's happening on a ring. The lighting, everything. Oh, it's great. Love it. Yeah, we got to get him back on the show to talk it. about episode one of the Slaughter Wrestling Championships. Heck yeah! Slaughter first Nemesis Enforcer. Oh yeah. So that did you guys get anything? Did you guys get anything new? Cool. Hell new? fucking yeah! Oh yeah, tell us about it. I got some new toys, guys. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Here they come. I got Toll Booth. Interesting. Yeah, this is a hey, young man. Speaking of <laughs> Diesel, uh, he has an extra toll booth. He's got a bridge layer and two toll booths, and you kind of don't need two toll booths, do you, Zays? <laughs> he let me complete have one. with sterner eyes. This bot says, <laughs> "Oh, guys, I love this figure. I don't really have a use for him yet. Like construction was never a play pattern that dominated uh, my time with GI Joe, but he's." He's he's definitely a thing. <laughs> Look, um, I've actually noticed a, a, an, a, an error on yojo.com when they say I that know. his legs are the same as Duke and Gung Ho. That is patently untrue. Uh, his leg that has a pistol holster is not the Gung Ho pistol holster. It's the Major Blood one. Um, and the other side, I'm not sure where I think, wow. I think a lot of his parts are original. Um, I failed to see where his boots come from. They have better detail than Gung Ho's boots. So who knows? But one thing that I adore about this figure is certainly his gormless expression. Hey, <laughs> I mean, that is the face of a character. Uh, he has this great cleft in the top of his lip and a cleft chin. You know, he looks like a guy who works construction, okay? You know, he's yeah, he got a big old open shirt <laughs> that has a uh, paint that is probably faded due to the age. <laughs> and looks like he's wearing some kind of like, uh, I don't know, like flesh-colored bodysuit. Uh, the dog tags are picked out in silver. Guys, this is a this is a... Well, okay. I got a million lines of phone cable to do here. I got a bunch of you guys crawling in my my like crawling in my ass like a bunch of butt monkeys. What do you expect me to do here, huh? Hey, Hoagie. Huh? Oh, it's Hoagie. the guy oh, from oh, Die Hard. He's like wearing the hard hat, and he's like, like I gotta pull the the whole block if you know if you want this grid taken out. Like, it's that guy from yeah. the telephone company or the power company or whatever. Anyways, Toll Booth. Yeah, it's it's interesting that that he exists in a G.I. Joe team at all. Um, because outside of driving the bridge layer, I just, I just don't know. <laughs> you know, he opens up the door to like 
what G.I. Joe really needs, which is just a whole lot of support characters and support crew and stuff. Like, he's kind of that, but there's only one of him. Anyway, he's not the only thing I got. I got Quinn. Also, a very kind donation from our buddy Zazel. This is the comic pack Mm. O-Ring Quinn. Uh, Comes with a weasel skull necklace. He's largely uh, Big Ben's body parts, but then a new head sculpt. The head sculpt has a sculpted furry collar to it, which kind of prevents you from using the head again, which is sad because like anyone who's familiar with Quinn's comic book appearances know that he spends far more time in sort of car keys, shorts Mm. and shirt, like a safari (laughs) suit than he does in his cold weather gear. I mean, I I know he's Quinn, the Eskimo, (laughs) ha 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 ha, but yeah, he, in his cold weather gear, he's kind of limited to that environment. But it is a top right head sculpt. Um, what is he looking only, at? <laughs> oh, he's got that far away gaze in his eyes. Praying to the weasel right lord, as Bart said. <laughs> Dude, he's full of great lines. And I'm doing a reread of all one to 101 issues of the Marvel run. And Quinn has some fantastic lines. And a few like metaphysical bullshit lines as well, but whatever. I love uh, that metaphysical bullshit side of him, though. You do, yeah. I do. You know, that. I do. Oh. Takes all kinds of people to make up the world, and Quinn was that—that kind of, yeah, ethereal touch. Proficient soldier, but also like the poetry of like a warrior shaman kind of thing. Anyways, bonus getting the um, the Mardus along with that Quinn. Because finally, I can give that gun to <laughs> its rightful owner, Roadblock. Um, yeah. Roadblock just doesn't look right without it. So I'm glad I, I, agree. I have that gun in my possession. And I gave it straight to a Roadblock um, 1986 version 2 Roadblock. Because as interesting as that silver gun is, it is scaled up too much. And it ain't his classic iron. But I wanted to say that the problem with poor old Quinn and his new head sculpt is it's tiny. Oh, wow. And this is a problem that a lot of those comic three-pack new heads on old O-ring bodies have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of them had additional sculpted parts which kind of made their sizing a bit better, like Serpentor then comes with a kind of a, a helmet that goes on top of his smaller noggin um, the the Fred Seven that they put in the battle suit Cobra Commander armor has mm. a removable helmet, which also hides the noggin. But then on figures like uh, Scarlet, who came in a kind of a martial arts gi, which is just a reuse of of um, Jinx's mold in white, um, the head is a peanut size, mm. and the same is true of poor old Quinn, because it really then begins to hurt his stature because the small head. And let's face it, guys, like, the, the cute thing about, well, not cute, the, the, the thing that, that, that feels right in O-Ring G.I. Joes is, like, the heads are slightly too big, but it's okay. Like, we always <laughs> overlook that. Like, mm. to size a head anatomically, proportionately correct starts feeling wrong. So you put him in a lineup of other Joes, and all of a sudden, he looks very out. Um, yeah. Anyways, moving on from Quinn, the last thing I got, a little Father's (laughs) Day gift to myself 
the <sighs> Silver Mirage motorbike, which is odd too. <laughs> exactly my second one my first one was courtesy of good old dan the man shamansky a uh, very kind donation he actually sent it to me in pieces which which i know is the, the natural um state to find silver mirages because they are just they're model kits and they're quite frail and they, they they break apart into millions of pieces but to be able to assemble one fresh um in all from all of its constituent parts was a big thrill he also included the blueprints so I mean, hey. power to that man. That was a great, great gift. It wasn't just a toy. It was like the experience of piecing one together from, from you know, back in the day, from 1985. Um, so stands to reason that I've got a, a, a very big soft spot for this toy in spite of its fragility. Uh, and having encountered it as an adult makes it less frail to me. I don't play with it as roughly. So I, I guess I don't, see people's criticisms as 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 much as as or haven't experienced the criticisms of this as much as people who had it as a kid and it instantly broke it um would have but this one had some issues and it allowed me to get it for a song 10 aussie dollars oh my um, word. yeah some of those issues the the missiles not being included no missiles which i'm okay with because I really just like the bike, to be honest. The sidecar, take it or leave it. Um, the sidecar doesn't have its lamp. Um, it doesn't have the handlebars, which are frequently missing. They just pop out at a moment's notice. But I don't have a problem with it. For those of you watching on YouTube, you see that I've got the very fitting duo of Crazy Legs and Sneak Peek on the bike. And I think that color scheme really, really rocks. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> If you photograph it from the right angle, you don't even notice that the handlebars aren't there. Mm. Something that I did take issue with is the fact that it has been glued together. Oopsie. Uh. And it was problematic because the front forks were the wrong way around. The brakes. Oh, no. The brakes were but in the front edge. But I was able to <clears throat> rotate it around. It's not an easy thing to do, but it can be done. You just okay, have to well kind of squash the, the, the fork a little bit past the you bars do, you do get products um out there in hobby shops i will send you a link because uh, i haven't got time to try and put it on the show now but it's designed to remove glue so yeah like, look part of me is also kind of happy that it is glued <laughs> you know okay. i don't want to go messing with, with with chemical products on this toy i mean i'm sure it might might have a result but like i was able to do it without ungluing it um the other problem and and well a reason why I thought that this was such a steal. Uh, so it's not a problem per se. When you add glue, it starts becoming a problem. Was the back suspension was unbroken. Those okay. of you who know Silver Mirage know that the back wheel has a bar that runs into the interior of the bike. And that bar extends into a kind of a, a groove. Uh, and that creates suspension because the bar basically creates a kind of a flexion point um, that mm. presses up against this, the two walls of this groove and allow you can, to kind of have a bit of spring to the back. You know, it's basically it's plastic bending. Uh, and of course, bending plastic prone to breakage. And that's why that suspension point is often broken. So my previous Silver Mirage, it was broken, but I fashioned a piece of paper clip uh, and that 
created a far stronger piece of suspension. If you want to know how I did this, well, we have a Silver, Silver Mirage review. I'll link it to you in the description below. Um, Go check that out. Yeah. And it works a hell of a lot better than the original plastic solution, unfortunately, which I find, find to be woefully inadequate because it, it's so flexy that the back wheel then kind of goes too far into the housing and, and it, it, it rubs the wheel arch. So you're hoping that this one breaks very soon. Look, <laughs> I'm happy to have an unbroken piece. So I'm thrilled and it was well worth the, the price of admission. But I'm saying now that if you do encounter these with broken suspension bars, that's not a deal breaker. There's a solution that is better than having an unbroken toy. So uh, link in the description below. <laughs> I'll take that hit. Um, also, the problem with it being glued uh, was that the plastic bar that extends into the body was seated in the wrong place. It was oh, no. seated. Yeah, it was seated like I think below or no above where it should be. So I had to kind of pry the back open uh, and then kind of reseat it anyways. This is boring. I've had enough talking or listening to my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's oh, my new shit, guys. Forgive me for being excited because it's been a no, while. Dude, it's, but it's worth getting excited for, man. You've got some cool stuff. I yeah. mind your stuff is actually super recent. I actually picked it up today because uh, I managed to sneak off and go to the mall. Uh, go to the mall. I bought the and the masters of the podcast. He man, I bought the last one. He man. So this and what kind of He Man is that, Paul? It's Battle Armor He Man, and what's so great about it is, is that it's part of the new wave that is starting to hit the local stores. <laughs> so it's Battle Armor He Man, and there's Buzzsaw Hordak, which I didn't get, and um, and then there's also the Battle uh, Armor Skeletor, which I also I didn't need to get because I've already got a Skeletor, um, and my, I think the the normal the first release Skeletor, in my opinion, is much cooler looking. However. What I wanted to mention about this is, firstly, this He-Man was hidden, okay? It was, like, hidden all the way behind the other toys. Oh, so, so someone actually guy, deliberately put it there. Oh, yep. no. Yeah, so, like, that's one of the things, like, I, don't, I know this sounds terrible, but that's one of the things that made me buy it, that, like, that's what added urgency, that somebody else is coming back for this toy. I was like, ha-ha, it is mine. My um, bro, Masters of the Universe is the best. You must understand. The okay? yeah. Like, yeah, I must hide that's it. The, that's the good shit. And what? the cool thing, and, and then the other thing, G.I. Joe huh? Scott. <laughs> oh, man. G.I. Joe Scott. Masters of the universe. Yeah, it's awesome. All the way. So, like, the other thing about this is that it's kind of like a bit of an accessory pack. Um, so, you know, like, because I've got the, the original He Man that uh, Cody sent me. Uh, but I, I just, I like the appeal of having the classic head to switch it out with which is pretty cool so that was nice and having an extra hand holding hand a uh, weapon holding hand hand holding hand oh. <laughs> um, weapon holding hand is a, is a great addition but yeah it's just cool to have this um and then initially when i bought it i thought that that sword was the complete sword but it's still a half sword to be combined combined with skeletal sword for castle grayskull so that was a bit of a, a a loss it's 250 rand it's like nothing as far as toys go <laughs> And this big yellow thing here, 
I thought it'd be fun because I was like, oh, okay, that's probably probably for the Wind Raider that's coming later, or I could put it on the Sky Sled. But it actually turns out you can slot that onto the sword, and then it looks like looks like you've given something like a Mursa Enema. So, um, <laughs> but but I've got to say this like this is worth mentioning. It's actually a pretty smart design on that um, accessory, that fireball accessory, the the opening at the bottom. So it's designed if you put both swords together that you can put it in there and it fits snugly, right? But mm -hmm. if you turn the sword and you don't have both halves, you can actually turn the sword and put it in there because they've got two different types of slots. It's like a diamond shape, but the, the one edge of the diamond is like slightly broader than the other. And so mm -hmm. you can put in the single half sword and it doesn't wobble or whatever. So if you're somebody who hasn't got but um, Skeletor, you can still get a uh, fun out of this effect instead of it being wobbly and crappy. So whether yeah. you're single sorting it or double sorting it, it's still tight, my bro. It's still <laughs> tight. Yes, but it was it's it's a cool consideration. I mean, you gotta admit it's a pretty good consideration from from the toy makers to have included that. Anyway, so that was my that's my new stuff. And then when I got to the counter, in and this is the first time this has ever happened in my life. The guys it rang up as 150 rand. No, 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 no. I've had cool <laughs> oh, stuff like that happen to me before. No. The well, that makes you a criminal, Paul. You should have said, no, the tag price is 250 rand, so I'll I'll pay the extra 100. Dude, I'm, the, I'm a guy who got a Chemical Brothers uh, DVD for 60 cents because I thought I was buying it for 30 rand. And then they scanned it, and they're like, when the price is wrong, I'm like, oh, no, is it is it not 30 rand? And she's like, no, it's 60 cents. I'm like, are you... I'm like, really? Are you serious? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, can't I just pay you the 30 rand? She's like, no, you have to pay me the 60 cents. <laughs> so I was like, cool. Oh. Yeah, that's happened. And then I've, I've oh, had it. Really with, um... just cheating Thomas and whatever his name is. <laughs> the anyway. Chemical Brothers. Um, the Chemical Brothers, that, yeah. There was an episode of Superstore. I think it was the first episode. The guy's like learning the job and it's a department store. So he, he like enters something in the, the system and like basically reduces everything by like to like basically cut the sense oh like appliances and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's like running out the door with like crazy shit marked down. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so, so battle armor he man. Hey, hey. But anyway, so I get to the counter at Toys R Us. And like I said, this crazy thing happens that has never happened to me before. The guy behind mm -hmm. the counter goes, Oh, that's really cool. I see that you like He-Man. A lot of people like He-Man. Would you like to be on our list? I'm like, what list? He's like, yeah, I'll call you when the new stock comes in. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, this has never happened. I'm like, yes, please. And then while I'm paying for this, they look at my girlfriend, they look at Celia, and they go, Shame, how do you live with this guy? And she's, <laughs> and she's like, he's awesome, dude. I'm in like, bed. Yes. <laughs> 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 a big yeah. cock that's that's not, it makes up for a lot i'm not gonna <laughs> say stuff like that on a radio show i'm just gonna say what my girlfriend said anyway so yeah <laughs> i had to mention that like that that i actually got some outstanding service from the toys r us here locally which is pretty amazing so anyway thank Whoa. you battle armor he man with your act on your gray face, face. <laughs> look at that gonna... face yes i'm gonna grab my stokey and i'm gonna smack you Anyway, that's bad news. That is rape, rape, and escape. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Yo, amen. And while I've got this, Stephen, you oh, showed dear. off this really cool uh, roadblock. And I just thought it would be a good idea to mention this guy, Mezco's, Mezco's 
112 roadblock. Now, Look boy, you've been itching to talk Mezco forever, and I think yeah. I've either blocked you into oblivion and you've kind of gone cool to the idea, or what, you've just forgotten? Like, when was that, that, that kept on getting shuffled off the agenda? You wanted to talk about Mezco Destro. Yes. Yes, no. and what yeah, happened? But I just think it's just become old news now. <laughs> um, now okay, there's guys, new well, news. To everyone who can't get enough of that scale in their lives, well, there's a whole new price range for you. <laughs> for only wow. $95, you can get yourself this handsome mofo. And, and I he's, got it not, he's not a 12-inch figure. This is going to fit in with your classified 6-inch guys. And it's an incredible roadblock with so much stuff. Maybe that All justifies the... the price point, actually. I mean, if you I consider... You know, classified stuff, which I mean, a lot of people have lamented that because it's a Hasbro owned property, you really should be getting more pack ins than, you know, like uh, the stuff that you would get with Marvel Legends, which they have to pay mm. royalties on, or Star Wars, which they have to pay royalties on. Anyways, yeah. So Mezco is giving you that bang for your buck. That, and are they giving you bang? I mean, if you do not care about this roadblock figure, well, is this the accessory pack for you? <laughs> it comes, look at this Marduce. It's great. Is it it's a Marduce? It's Marduce-ish. <laughs> nice little Beretta there. He's got his waistcoat from version 2 as well as a bandolier. So you can switch him out between version 2 and version 1 if you want. He's got a nice sharp knife. He's got that like roadblock grin. He's great. And I'm also thinking of like Jim, for example, who like who I'm sure would love these head sculpts as well, just for customizing figures. It even comes with a cool helmet, which if you really want to, you can paint in the Tiger Force colors. <laughs> or if you're me. Um, but this is awesome. I'm really, really intrigued by this toy. Like, it's so great. I still want Destro, but this is so great. This is... Oh, this is going to kill me. <laughs> anyway, I just have to show everybody because... Like, well, you yeah. know, it, it, different strokes for different folks. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, but, you know, as, 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 as Bart says, to buy that, you better be on mezcaline because you're high. <laughs> <laughs> I, although I did make kind of, you know, you know when you make the promises to yourself. I have made a promise to myself. I have said, like... There will be like five characters I'll try to get my hands on over time if they do them well. And um, yeah, Destro is one of them. Roadblock is still on the uh, on the board for deciding. Um, but yeah, but it'd be cool to see which, which characters they do. And maybe they will end up doing some cool stuff that might surprise me. I mean, I'm always down for Mezco doing some damn good looking ninjas. Uh, if this is what the gear looks like already, then I can just imagine them doing a ninja figure like Storm Shadow or something. Wow. Anyway, I just had to show that. Um, I wonder, like... I mean, things being the way they are, do you think Mezco might beat classified series to a classic Storm Shadow punch? <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, if, if Mezco have that lined up and it's their next reveal... Like so, so there was the Destro, and then I think four months later, Roadblock's been announced. Yeah. So if in four months' time, which is possible, Mezco announce a classic Storm Shadow, mm. it will sell like crazy. Totally. Because will. as you say, I mean, <laughs> it's that it's that juncture between a classic character done in its classic style and done bloody well. It's yeah. like if you can get if you can slip <clears throat> that in before Hasbro get around to it, 
the Mezco one becomes the definitive one. Yeah. But, but, how but. playable are these toys? That's what I don't have, know yet. They've got fabric on them, so it's kind of prohibitive. You don't want to be playing with them in the mud and the water and, 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 and. And then, exactly, right? So my thing is, like, <clears throat> I think these, I, I think they're going to do it the same way that Super 7 did it. I feel like what's going to happen is you're going to get these characters, and then when they when they become difficult to get, when Destro becomes difficult to get and Roadblock becomes difficult to get because they've already been released, they're going to, going to announce the Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow like a, a headline character, and then it's going to make people scramble to try and get the, the stuff that's come out already, you know, the guys who didn't adopt early. Because that's kind of what Super 7 does. Like, Super 7 sort of did that with the Ninja Turtles. And then mm -hmm. once, you know, once you got one turtle, you kind of feel like, okay, you've got to get the next one. Or if you're just a, a, a guy who decided to get Leonardo when he came out, then you sort of realize, oh, wait, maybe I need a Shredder and a Foot Soldier and a Bebop and a Raphael in my life. And there you go. It's the, it's the rabbit hole. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a difficult thing to say. I know for me... Uh, I'm a big fan of that kind of toy. When I say that kind of toy, I, I like the uh, one to six scale stuff, the sideshow stuff quite a lot. And um, those Mezco one to 12 really, really, really um, tickle my fancy, man. I mean, they even have a cable that I was sort of half looking at the other day that I thought, hey, that would be cool to have in my collection. But I'm like, no, it's... my money's for G.I. Joe. So... It's... Wait, Mezco isn't the same as Amazing Young Maguchi. Never mind. No, no, they're not the same as Amazing Young Maguchi. <laughs> right. Right, because I'm thinking of an amazing Yamaguchi cable, which um, my buddy Chief reviewed on his channel, and it's stunning, and it has a moving eye and all that bells and whistleage, like a Lord. weapon that can be discombobulated and reconfigured in hundreds of ways, but it falls apart if you breathe in it. Like, just <laughs> too many option parts. Mm. No, yeah, no. I... Yeah, I see that. I, I want to play with some toys, man. Let me play. I'm going to share fun. some more images, gents, because, because there have been in hand images of Breaker and the Commando Snake Eyes. I've seen the stuff. Yeah. Oh, yep. cool. A toy site called MFCT have them in hand. I don't know if they're dealers or just purely review sites. Uh, some well, they're definitely buy. based in Hong Kong or Malaysia. Right. Oh, yeah. I've, I've actually, yeah, th that's right. Stan, the toy guy, is in Hong Kong, and he was picking up um, this stuff. I think uh, certainly um, movie toys as well. Anyways, yeah. uh, lovely to see how it all comes together. The pictures mm. are gorgeous, and they're available uh, wherever you're social, I suppose, if you follow MFCT. Um, sure I do want to say that that Breaker. Breaker doesn't look like Breaker. He looks um, like Clutch. In any, in any iteration <laughs> that I've ever seen Breaker, he does kind of give me more of a Clutch vibe or Brady yeah. Cooper, as, as I think I might have said immediately. But it's it's a pretty common thing to say about this head sculpt. And the other problem is, and I didn't voice this when we did our big chat about these reveals, was the fact that he doesn't come with any comms gear. Yeah. So he's Breaker without a backpack that sells his Breakerness. So he is very much like the everyman green shirt. Like, I, it's cute that he can take the, the, the minigun out of the sidecar of the vehicle and have that double as a personal weapon, but Breaker would never use that as a personal weapon. It just yeah. doesn't look right for him. So um, I mean, look, right out. 
Jeez. Yeah, look, it's a fanciful world, and maybe it's possible that he, you know, in the hands of kids, this is a perfect play pattern. But to anyone who knows Joe, you know, Breaker would look good with an M16, and that's, that's about the extent of it. But how cool is the fact that his <laughs> helmet... Okay, I say he doesn't come with any communications gear. His helmet does have a microphone uh, sculpted to it. So <laughs> well, there we go. Don't, don't Any breaker can wear a helmet like that. <laughs> that's his breakerliness. How cool is the fact that his um, visor has a kind of an ombre from purple to, I suppose, teal? Yeah, it's what got a UV... Interesting yeah, it's little UV detail. Coating. It's very Beautiful. Cool. That's a nice touch. Bradley Cooper... Uh, ben, Commander Snake Eyes, uh, any notes on the in-hand pictures of him? Pretty much what we were expecting. Pretty much. Although It's definitely a beefier build than the Henry Golding movie version, which is quite a, a lean figure, comparatively. Yeah, he actually looks taller, even. Is he? Right. I think he is taller. Bigger toy. Yeah, well, I think the movie yeah. stuff is the a bit legs more... Are, I think the legs are longer. Yep. The, mm. uh, the head sculpt noticed... stunning once again. Love, love, love the commando head sculpt, and it was done justice in this version. But the real prize, mm. ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. is the most articulate timber you're ever likely to see. Look at that timber, so uh, cool, so, so, so cute. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. He's got tail articulation, presumably, he's got mid torso articulation. The legs are. Oh, Ankle, knee, uh, mid thigh, Timber and then You're right. top of thigh. A lot of articulation. He's got uh, articulated sort of lower neck, upper neck. I mean, the head's presumably on a ball. It must be on a ball because you get two of them. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Right into okay. battle. It's a mount. <laughs> and yes, you could totally put Snake Eyes on top of Timber <laughs> and have him ride it into battle. Cute. Cool thing about but does timber fit in a vehicle? That's <laughs> what we're going to have to find out later. Yeah, will timber mm -hmm. fit in a vehicle? <laughs> um, gents, new shit. Uh, we can cap off. I know we spoke about Zazel's uh, play motion video uh, up top. You can find it on his channel, but the link will be in the description below. I'd also like to link you to our good friend Gary V's podcast, which I don't think I've actually spoken on before. But it's called the Chaplain Assistance Motor Podcast. <laughs> How cute is that? Yeah, man. And uh, I will link you to his latest episode in the description below. It's among many things about uh, comic book news, classified news, and then he talks about a rather underappreciated vehicle called the LCV. <laughs> so if you, if you have hungry ears like me, check out the Chaplain Assistance Motor Pod. Uh, link will be in the description below. That's an cool. awesome name for a podcast. And also, oh, go right. Gary for, for doing a podcast. That's great, man. Mm. His first episode was on the Mauler, and man, that guy went into some detail about the Mauler. That, and I've taken the Mauler apart, but I mean, he took the engine apart. That's gutsy. I mean, yeah. Scary, That's in fact. something else. But uh, I do think Gary's a bit of a motorhead, so... <laughs> I guess uh, he had the right acumen for it, but like I say, I'd, I'd never, 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 never. I'm just glad I got one that worked straight out the gate. 
Oh. <laughs> so, gentlemen, it being the Independence Day celebration, we have flags on our minds. And G.I. Joe as a toy line had some of the most glorious livery you're ever likely to find on any toy line. But every once in every while, for a specifically special set vehicle or figure, you actually got an included flag. So in this episode, the boys of G.I. Joeberg want to give a rundown of their top five flags in G.I. Joe. And um, as always, I'm going to default to Rob to kick us off because I just <laughs> love hearing your voice. The sweet, sweet tones <laughs> of my childhood friend. What are your top five, my friend? Okay, so the first up, well, I mean, I think I took this in a way like also like flags appearing on figures and on on mm-hmm. on vehicles. So I think a pr- probably a very obscure one um, would probably be my first one, Dusty. Hey. Dusty has, I mean, it's not the most conventional flag, but I mean, if you look on on his kind of almost his right shoulder here above his uh, pockets, he actually does have an American flag on there. This kind of puts to boot uh, many theories people have of him being uh, French, you know, because of the inclusion <laughs> of his famas. And uh, yeah, I think I've always thought Dusty is a cool figure. Um, he's a lot of fun. I mean, he's, he's, he's pretty straightforward. He's got a little bit of fabric in there. Um, and he's absolutely amazing. Now, a detail that perhaps our, our lone servicemen in the chats might be able to help us. Is the flag detail on Dusty? And it's rudimentary because it's only done in red. Uh, so it misses out, obviously, the stripes, the blue stripes of the American flag. But is it incorrectly positioned or should it not be flipped? Um, for servicemen, kind of active service um, soldiers, uh, isn't the flag reversed? So the stars are on the right. Hmm. It is interesting wh- because, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why. I mean, they would have done that. But, I mean, if you look at my second choice, um, Ooh, which is... Is it going to be Duke? Is it going to be Duke? It is Duke. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. He actually Mail away came Duke. with a, a, a decal. So, I mean, you, there are versions of this character that don't have the, the flag on, but then you do get a decal with the Mail Away version. Um, and he probably is the second most patriotic character in all of G.I. Joe. Um you know the poster child. Well, I, I say Gung Ho because Gung Ho is the only character in the whole line <laughs> the to actually flag. get into his, <laughs> you know, actually get into his um, actual, you know, like dress uniform. Um, but he's definitely the poster boy for you know patriotism and uh, the American way. I think Duke. I really want to get a custom flag decal for my Duke now, because you know with. Without it, it's still Duke, and he was still released that way. But with it, you just have this added pop of color, which is ah, it's just so attractive, man. It really does add something to the character, and it works, certainly for Duke. And we do have a response from Bart in the chats that says, um, when it's on the right arm, which is how Duke wears it, it should be reversed, so it looks like we are charging forward, and it's mm-hmm. waving it in the wind. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so, so is... I mean, is that the reason for it? Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I only know that because to me. of the sideshow Joes. Right. So, yeah, because it's something I looked up. Because I was like, wait, hold on. 
What's the point here? Why is it like this? Why are they all made this mistake? <laughs> <laughs> well, because, because the flagpole, you know, the leading edge of a flag will always be the flagpole. Mm. Uh, it will extend backwards from the flagpole because of the direction of the wind. So yeah, the the, the charging into battle argument makes sense because if you did have a flag bearer as you would in days of old, that's you know, if you're looking at the flag from the right right side of it, yeah. Oh, sorry, if you're looking at it from, yes, the right side of the flag, the stars will yeah. be leading. But Bart also clarifies a little bit more by saying it was only changed like that in the 90s. So before the 90s, this is actually how it was displayed. Hmm. Right. I don't know, I don't know why they do this, but uh, they just do. So third up, um, on, on my, my top five, is so there's a bunch of different jeeps um that that have flags on them but probably my favorite one is the desert fox <laughs> what hell yeah dude um <laughs> yes the vamp has 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 them on there but i've always enjoyed the desert fox i mean i loved it so much i bought steven two of them mm -hmm, um, true story that's not absolutely amazing i think this toy is and he you know he, he never thanked me by giving me one of them but that's okay. Borrowed. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got one right here with me. You have you know, a third I've, one. Oh no, God. one of the ones that you got me. I brought it to. I brought it on my travels. And that's I fantastic. Loved, I loved it that much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if it's if it's also you know with like Dusty as well being this kind of more more tan vehicle, and I think I have always preferred this over over the vamp. It feels more 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 heavily armed. It feels better better equipped to actually take on heavy terrain. Oh, it's got um, adaptability. I might have yeah, said this before, exactly. but you can pop that turret out quite easily without endangering the teeth, I think. And yeah. uh, that hold it in place. And you can make it a troop transport, just an all-purpose Jeep. <clears throat> yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's the comm section in the back really sells it for me. Shit. It gives more to it. It's not just a vehicle taking you somewhere. It's it's a piece. Once you get there, you can actually use it for play, play time. It was a good uh, day. Well, it was it was a good day. The day I discovered that it had a communication section back there because the catalog images never show that off. But it was a much better day. The day that those two things arrived. It was Christmas Day. Oh man! Heck yeah, dude! Best, best, best times in the world. My fourth, fourth one on my list. Um, I think you can't have one of these lists without including these one vehicle that the Sarge has sat in, uh, or, or or come with. Um, and even though I really do like the the Triple T, I prefer the Warthog. <laughs> Excellent. And I think this is one of the more more fun pieces. I mean, it goes it goes into the water. It comes out of the water. It, it comes with tons of different weapons a huge amount of space in the back to put characters in because i mean yes we have the you know the true transport um which also has a flag on it by the way um but it's not as heavily equipped as this one is and this one will get your troops wherever you want to go mm -hmm. absolutely anywhere even the himalayas exactly you know yep all the way up there just, just take them all the way there um, Very yeah, cool but... feature for the Warthog in Zazel's video. Mm. Uh, I don't want to yes. give away too much, but yes, the, the Warthog has a cameo, and we have a very cool kind of interior sequence. 
how did he do it? How did he get a camera I was thinking the it? same thing as well. I was like, I was trying to figure it out as I was sitting there, and I still don't have any idea. I mean, um, maybe everyone watch the video and, and let us know, comment on his, his video, comment on this video or podcast, wherever you find it, and let us know, how do you think <laughs> he did it? Um, I hope he didn't have to break the toy to do it. <laughs> and last but not least, um, it's, it's a bit of a cheat, um, but it is version four gung ho who literally comes with an american flag he doesn't have one on him but he comes with one and i think that is absolutely amazing and by the why way, would you say that isn't that the, the the quintessential um version or toy well yeah actually that it, it would topic? be actually yeah it would yeah. be actually it's, it's more in line actually with, with what what you said up front rather than me twisting the topic <laughs> and if i had guessed up front this is exactly what i thought you would go with for the top spot you had this as a child rob it was yes, your gung-ho it was your first gung-ho it was your only gung-ho for some time until you got mega marines but mega that marines. flag accessory man what did you do with the flag accessory did you ever use it uh, I don't think we ever really had much use for it in game. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we must have used it a couple of times to kind of like knock out like zombie dudes or something and stab them <laughs> into the ground. Um, but I don't crazy. think it had much use, you know, in actual play, like GI Joe play. Um, but like, I think I you're will bleed on the flag to make sure those stripes stay <laughs> red. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I mean, I think version three was was the year before this. The other. Um, what are they called again? Battle, battle core character, but like he came with green top, and I thought the green top wasn't as cool as the red. Um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I own this one, so this was always going to be my my top pick for the patriotic the, America. The tattoo controversy always seems to follow Gung Ho, and we were oblivious to this at the time because we never had version one, but his tattoo shrunk for his version three. Yeah, and, and, moved then, <laughs> and then moved to his arm. And then moved to his arm. So, yeah, the guy just can't catch a break. Um, like tights. Did he ever have an actual tattoo? Was it always just, you know, a fake tattoo? <laughs> so the controversy two. widens even deeper. And that was how he was allowed to get whatever bloody Buffin SS tattoo that he's got in his classified <laughs> version. Oh, geez. He's, 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 he's a fake. He's a fake. <laughs> Not the real gung-ho. It's Sartan impersonating him or something. <laughs> Could be. You never know which one was the, was the real one. Yeah, so those are my, my five picks for, for figures with flags. Hmm. Well, figures and, and vehicles. Vehicles with figures. Uh, G.I. Joe toys with flags on them or there in we the go. packaging. <laughs> Does Somewhere that mean that it's me next? Mm, I wanted to guess one of yours, but I've, I've, it slipped my mind. Like, there was something that you said in a chat, and that made me think, oh, I know where Paul's going with this. Uh, I'll see <laughs> if I can find it. But you can you can start screen sharing if you like. I'm going to share my screen, share my screen, screen one, share, 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 share. You have more than one screen? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Multiple monitors, dude. That's how I stay sane. It's how I watch movies and work at the same time. Damn. Um, yeah, or sometimes, yeah, it's 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 good to have two monitors if you do what I do. Okay, let me show. Uh, I'm going to say in no particular order, but I am trying to build up to them. So I'm going to open up this bad boy. Oh. <laughs> this, 
yeah oh, there oh, we yeah. go modern era that was what tipped me off so you yeah. are probably going to be pretty modern era heavy and i wanted to guess that somewhere on your list yeah and bart is taking the piss out of me in the chat saying that i'm about to fall asleep so before i nod <laughs> off <laughs> i'm going to guess that um keel hall's figure subscription service figure comes with a flag accessory that has the kind of the the uss flag badge on it which is such yeah, a that's cool <laughs> pretty unique and and i don't think it appeared anywhere else it certainly isn't a design that debuted with the uss flag so and and maybe it fits inside the the uss flags flag mount hey that would have been a missed opportunity if it doesn't but anyways um so a unique design and only appeared there and i thought maybe that would make your list but i guess not so i believe they called this duke oh yojo.com uh, who lovingly supplied this image <laughs> not really <laughs> um calls this duke 26. thank you yojo.com for the image by the way um i chased this uh, in my early modern era collection of gi joe i chased this figure because i wanted the flag i thought it was like such a cool thing to have for my gi joe um display for my modern era gi joe displays like i didn't care that much for the duke figure because it has got a few like failings as a toy um uh, but it was great to have the jump and to have the jetpack and in my mind that just reminded me of the movie opening and so yeah so i happily have this in my modern era collection um as one of the part of the centerpiece there and it was, and it was all about this flag and I figured it's worth mentioning if we're talking about flags hey that's a great flag accessory to have which uh is also cool because you can plug it into his base so that's that's kind of fun um and I That's kind of like the opening of the animated movie version, basically, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, because they, they did do a figure of that, and he's got a more yellow shirt, and he's got a, a like a, an O face. He's like, <laughs> 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 um, But gross. I didn't get that one. Gross, Paul. You're so gross. I'm so gross, but I should have gotten that one, because at least it's got the camera in that box. But anyway, whatever. Um, this flag, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm pretty sure it fits into the version five, his tank as well. If you wanted to do like some kind of alternate GI Joe realm thing. Anyway, my next one, uh, surprise <laughs> it's Duke again. It's the same one as <laughs> rocks. It's version. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the mail away Duke, which, uh, when I was talking to Bart and I was just like, I'm looking for like one or two extra like figures, GI Joe's with flags on them. Can't think of any. And he's like the mail away Duke got like a little flag sticker on and that's and and what you guys said earlier about it, it's a nice little pop of color to an otherwise tan you know <laughs> colored figure so that mm -hmm. was cool like i didn't even know about that accessory so that was like kind of a, a thing but like now that i know about it it's pretty rad um so just wanted to throw that in there staying with a bit of the vintage line uh this bad boy i love the flag on the ram i think it's so cool it's just like there it's like it's tiny but what's great about it is, is when you're looking through a whole bunch of images to try and get like a nice flag design or a nice topic to talk about, it's big enough that it stands out in such a small vehicle. And it's cool. I think that it's there. They could have, they could have not had it on there at all, you know, and I, and I think it's a great little pop of color as well, as I would say. Um, and then another one, which I, I and I know I'm going to go a little bit over five, my favorite, favorite one is coming up. <laughs> <Of course. soon>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thought I'd mentioned this bad boy too, um, because this is the, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, this is the re-release from the 50th uh, anniversary, 
um, that mm-hmm. they did as the con exclusive. And it's cool that it's got a flag on it and not a star or anything like that. But what is it, Paul? What is it for the listeners who are not looking at it's slides? Vamp Mark II, or technically it's a, a brown Mark <laughs> It's a brown stinger or a brown vamp, if you prefer. But it's the old school vamp. It's the old school classic looking vamp in brown with this, this great American flag slapped on the back, which is pretty on cool. On its butt. On its butt there by the petrol tank. So it's pretty good. Nice. Or by the petrol cap. Um, I just, I think it looks great because I love how the G.I. Joe logo also pops out on this. And they didn't go for low visibility. The gray version of this vehicle goes for all low visibility stuff. And I kind of thought it was great that the brown version of this vehicle comes with color color stickers. Um, another one that's worth mentioning, um, and just uh, I sort of mentioned this briefly before, this is not necessarily my favorite toy with the flag on, but just in general, the Sideshow G.I. Joes uh, introduced me to how the flag is worn on the uniform because I did some research. Because when you get a Sideshow Joe, you get all of these patches that you can slap on them. And if you're not like familiar with the stuff, uh, it does, you know, it does prompt a little bit of research into it and how to put the uh, how to put these tags up on the correct way and how to put the flag on correctly and all that. And that's where I learned about you know how the flag if if the guy's on mission, how the flag is blowing in the wind, as we spoke about earlier in the episode. And that was kind of and when Stephen mentioned flags, this was literally the first thing I thought of was hey sideshow figures uh, because they introduced me to a lot of the concepts. Um, then another cool one. Uh, and perhaps my favorite one of all is this bad boy. Like, I think this is the first vehicle I can think of that had a flag. What is it, Paul? Once again, I must ask you. I'm, I will tell I will tell the audience, I'm building to it, I'm building to it. This is the first mm. vehicle I experienced seeing an American flag on the vehicle because all the other G.I. Joe vehicles I had until then were European releases, which means they often omitted the flag. Um, and this is the locust, ladies and gentlemen, and it's got this sweet little colorful United States flag here. And it says United States on the bottom, just in case you don't know who that flag belongs to. And the locust, <laughs> the locust just oh, wears it proudly. And G.I. Joe across the canopy, which I thought yeah. was always a poor choice because it's right in the pilot's like line of vision. Yeah, well, at least, you know, people know who's killing them, you know, so... It's great, but it's just such a cool vehicle as well. And it's, I love talking about this little guy and it's great to have that sticker on it. And ladies and gentlemen, that is all of my flag love for GI Joe. And there's, I'm sure there's many more. I mean, I, 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 I don't know why, maybe it's like a Mandela effect thing, but I seem to recall a lot of the modern era pursuit of Cobra Joes, um, having uh, sort of low visibility flags on them, on their figures, um, guys. Let me know in the comments below if I'm going crazy. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's many of you that are going, ah, oh, duh, Paul, it's on like low light. How can you not see it there? You know? <laughs> yeah. And also, ladies and gentlemen, it is the regular locust, the very cool brown kind of metallic locust, not the creepy overcolored version that comes with the general. Just putting that out. Creepy. Or, All as right. I'd like to say, Scoop's Locust. <laughs> I guess it's, it's, it's now my turn, guys. Rounding out our trio. It's S-Jabs. Rounding out, rounding out, With rounding his out. Whoa, check that amazing parallax. Hey, Anyways. Infinity. Infinity, that's what it is. What the hell was Welcome. I saying? Anyways, gentlemen, uh, my favorite flag of all, general flag. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody mentioned him. He's literally you called flag. flag. Um, <laughs> and this version, no less. But no, seriously, um, that's not one of my ones. <laughs> yes, courtesy of 3D Joes, they have General Flag, uh, the 1993 version. I might add, in a bit of a bit of an interesting crouch. Uh, but Check it out the <laughs> we did a cool yes, of this. yes. Paul did an uncording of General Flag on the flag deck, no less. Ah. Um, search the GI Joburg Net, YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, okay, you can't have a list of favorite flags without mentioning the headquarters command center from 1983, which mm -hmm. bears the GI Joe badge. The coat of arms. There we go. Uh, yeah, that we we kind of I, it kind of got left forgotten. It disappeared, but it has that wonderful kind of roping or rouging or whatever you'd call it on the the edge, the kind of golden um, rope detail, uh, and then the badge itself saying GI Joe. It has four stars. I don't know, maybe representing the four uh, service branches. Sorry, Coast Guards. Um, <laughs> sorry, Rob. Yeah, top side. Uh. Yeah, that's his Navy, man. We, the, the only Coast Guard represented is Skipper, as far, um, Skip A. Stone, a.k.a. Cutter, as far yeah. as I know. But anyways, um, so Rob Walsh, uh, yeah, there should be a fifth star in there, shouldn't there? Uh, anyways, something of note that Cujo brought my attention to way back when was the fact that honor is spelt in the, the British Walk fashion. Away. The U, the proper way, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It possesses the U. Courage well, also possesses a U, for whatever reason. <laughs> Should they just put be the U in honor, and they put the U in courage, and they put the U. In well, the, the the U in honor and the O in courage. I suppose you don't, you know, what? Why do you need the O in courage? Courage, courage, honor, honor. My friends, English honor. <laughs> And what made this flag kind of a little bit of a, I suppose, a visual paradox, the fact that on the reverse, it's got the United States flag. So, I mean, I suppose you could either play it that it's two different flags, or you could play it as this crazy double stitched flag that has a, a reversible side. Anyways, um, so, they used it only... again. In the Watchtower, mm. which is my 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 second choice, uh, and it's lovely to have that kind of symmetry. I'd say it's probably the best aspect of the Watchtower, which is kind of a bit diminutive for what it needs to be. Um, so it's nice to have this, and it ties it in with the HQ, so that yes, you can have your HQ, you can have four Watchtowers set up around it, and it all has this flag to kind of tie it together. What were we going to say, Paulie? I was going to say, like, that flag, I only found out about that other side of it when I got my own G.I. Joe HQ, thanks to Bart. Um, yeah, I only, like, I pulled the flag out, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I never knew the flag had this. And then I turned it around, and I was like, the U.S. flag. And then I turned it around again. It was a good five minutes of just being surprised. And then well, I put it in they, the flagpole. Well, if they did the flag these days, it wouldn't have six stars. Um, oh, yeah? What yeah, service branch... So there would be, as Bart pointed out, um, there would be Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Air Force, and Space Force. 
<laughs> Which is an official branch of the US military. What? Yeah. Headed by yeah. George Bezos to, to yeah. fight Richard Branson <laughs> and Tesla. Oh, God. And they did a, a pretty ill-fated TV series based on that, which is actually getting a second season, strangely enough. Um, Bod also would like me to mention what else came in my, my HQ. Ooh. Um, yeah, some Swedish fish. Uh, found their way in the in the file card holder underneath the motor pool. Mm. <laughs> I wonder how they got there. <laughs> Rob, do you remember when looking at the the Watchtower Battle Station uh, box art, what we joked about about what the exchange was happening between Roadblock and Gung Ho? Oh shit! I don't. I think it was along the lines of like Roadblock is just spraying and praying, and Gung Ho's like, shit, you just hit that school bus, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) This was on our art chat, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, our our box art battle. Um, Yeah, if you want to have track back into the annals of G.I. Joburg history, it's probably in the 40s, um, I'm guessing. Anyways, moving on, you can't not mention the USS flag. It bears a flag as part of its masthead. Well, not masthead. It's on and the top of the, the island. Flag. Yeah, and it's called the flag. Um, it isn't a, a writer. And it uh, that isn't ostentatious enough to have its own flag design, as we referenced earlier with the good old Keel Hall figure subscription service. But it has, I think, for my money, the last appearance of the G.I. Joe coat of arms. Mm. It might have appeared later, but but this is the only one that springs to mind. I think it kind of disappears shortly after this, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that design found well, its way onto like party plates and stuff. <laughs> but even Ooh. the appearance of American flags, I mean, at some point kind of tapers off quite dramatically. You'll find Which is why the my next vehicles. pick is yeah. going to be uh, a Cobra vehicle, and I'm trolling everyone, <sighs> but it's the Cobra Stun. Probably the most mythical set of flags in existence in G.I. Joe because of that thin, thin plastic. Retroblasting did a video on their stun restoration um, quite recently, in fact. I think it was last week. And they said, like, just don't bother. Like, there's nowhere to restore broken flags. you just got to resort to repro. And to that end, reproduction flags are excellent. And I have my man, Andrew Creech, a.k.a. MCDJ ACDC. Thank you, sir. He got me a stun that didn't have flags. I mean, the original fragments were included very kindly, but he went the extra mile and sourced repro flags because let me tell you guys, those of you not taking the plunge on repro parts and have a a stun and don't have flags, it completes the look. There's something very special about a stun that only like the the chef's kiss or the uh, cherry on top only takes place when you have those flags rooted in there because it just looks cool it evokes images of that that opening from the movie you know the pterodrome and then you've got the fire bats launching and then this column of stuns zipping along the the swamp track um with their flags kind of blowing in the wind this there's there's a motion that you get from having these flags attached that is absent without it the stun is a weird vehicle but those flags just give it an air of believability they give it something tangible something real world which yeah they're not just antennas they're flags 
and yes, cobra flags at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My goodness, you actually managed to get a cobra vehicle on this list. Unexpected. It was the first one that I thought of. I was like, flags, 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 uh, rare flags, flags broken flags. <laughs> yes, sir. And my favorite instance of a flag appearing on a vehicle for all the reasons that the stun uh, gets kind of a speed and a, and a kineticism from its flags, it's also true of the badger. The badger without its flag is nothing. Bad. It's bad. It's a waste of plastic. That it's flag. It's, just a... it's not just a flag. It's a. Yeah. It's an antenna. But the flag. It sells the toy. It's so important, and it's also so fiddly. Anyone who knows badgers knows that the flag is actually just a sticker, a paper sticker. Boo. Uh, that you you fold over and stick to itself. So first oh. thing you're dealing if you're buying these on the secondary market, you're dealing with kids who probably screwed this up and kind of misaligned it. And also, age has not been kind to these flags. They've torn. They've got water damage. They've discolored. So once again, hopefully, reproductions can save the day. But it's even a thing on the box. They say distinctive battle banner signals badges charge into combat. It's got an inset photo of the flag. Love that. Love that. I think it really grabbed my attention when I saw this in catalog images. And I'll tell you now, gents, in that particular catalog, the Badger was occupying um, pictorial space with the General, with the Retaliator, with the Hurricane, with the Siptic Tank, with the Locust. The Badger was the one that always found its way onto my Christmas list. And I never got it because it was never available. But what? not the septic tank. Shame on you. I think I already had the septic tank. That was actually <laughs> there was a glut of septic tanks hitting South Africa. I think right. it was just so unsold in the, the United States, in yeah. Europe. Yeah, it just the crumbs that fell onto the bottom of the table <laughs> that landed on on the South African plate uh, were full of septic tanks. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find it all over the place in South Africa now. I can think of at least three places locally where you can get your hands on a on the septic tank. There's two in the same place. <laughs> so Grim. pretty common vehicle, yeah. Don't need that. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> I think that concludes our uh, expose on flags in GI Joe. But I think we've got some business to take care of, do we not? That's right. We have a Zartan figure that is trapped in Big Bad Toy Store jail and needs to be freed into, or freed, needs to be released into somebody's custody, into somebody's collection. And uh, if you guys have been like regular follow, followers of the podcast, and I know you are, uh, we, did, we ran a competition where you just basically had to show me some photos of your Dreadnoughts, your Zartans. Hey, you could just even have taken photos of your G.I. Joe collection just to motivate why you need a classified Zartan in your collection. And uh, and then you would be up for the drawing, uh, for the draw, for the live draw for that prize. So I'm going to quickly switch over to our um, a special screen. And let's hope this works properly the first time because it's going to be like silly if it doesn't. Wheel of Fortune using random name picker at namepicker.net. Nice. Make sure you use a free program on G.I. Joe. We ain't paying for that shit. 
That's right. So as you can your see, your Patreon dollars a, go to better uses. I have done a test already just to see if it works. Uh, I don't know what this is, but that's a terrible ad to be showing right now. And uh, I've got our two. Yes, that's right. Only two contestants were brave enough to show us some awesome photos. And I'm actually going to show you the photos right after we do the drawing for the prize. Because the photos, the photos were just your 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 key to get into the competition they we're not giving you a prize based on how awesome your photos are but if it did come to like something maybe i would have put the photos up against each other i don't know i just wanted to see cool photos and it's nice to show off right now so anyway we've got two contestants mark and snowcat ron and uh, i don't want to give out their full names because you know anyway so here we go a number of names too i think everybody can see that there's only going to be one winner Okay, that we're going to have our filter duplicate names. There aren't any of those. <laughs> Add contest information to results. Whoops. Boring. Get on with it, Paul. Boring. Come on. Let's Who's go. The Pick random names. Ba -da -da. Mark is the winner. Hey. hey. Congratulations, hey. Mark. And congratulations, congratulations to our runner-up, Snowcat Ron. Uh, is there a consolation prize, Paul? There is going to be a consolation prize. Eternal adulation. There is going to be a consolation prize. Um, it's going to start with, firstly, yay, congratulations again, Mark, for your new Zartan figure. I will contact you for your details to send it to you. And Ron, I just need to confirm your T-shirt size because then I'm going to send you a Retroburg T-shirt all the way to where you live. So for now, let's check out some of these cool photos. Uh, this is one of them that... Snowcat Ron sent me. Look at that sexy, sexy Zartan. And I'm so glad I'm part of the Zartan club now. As soon as mm -hmm. Bart can ship it off for me. Because <laughs> it's at his house. Um, and then look at this other cool picture. Hey, there's the gang. That's some serious, you know, Zartan family love. Even got Zandar in the same picture. How cool is that? That's my favorite version of um, Serena, personally. And then we get into Mark's image. And look at this. This dude... Mark does not mess around. Look at this. Word. He did like a whole diorama. Hey, hey, that's so cool. I'm jealous of this. And he's so even cool. got like, yeah, he's even got little like Motu figures coming up to go. I mean, this is basically an LED, an LCD, LCD, LSD trip going wrong. <laughs> basically, everyone like, wants to beat up on the dreadnoks. <laughs> basically, I mean, one of these Motu figures is clearly named Rob. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, what I find so charming about Mark's entry is that this is clearly taking place on either his bed or his day bed. Like he's got the covers pulled back and he's got this diorama set up, um, but it's, it's clearly happening on a mattress. So this is how he did it as kids, man. You would play wherever. It's your so imagination that would take you places. But yeah, it's definitely Zartan's swamp cabin. The Dreadnoks are getting their asses whooped by <laughs> some Mega Blocks uh, Motu guys, by the looks of things. Yeah, Man Heck at Arms yeah. and the Sorceress, and of course, He-Man himself. <laughs> if you'd like to take a look at these images, they will be available on G.I. Joburg's socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So if you are scratching your heads, peer a little closer and you what can happened? find them. <laughs> what happened? Or you just but watch the YouTube version, you know. Excellent. So, yeah, Mark, we will be in touch with you for your details. Snowcat Ron, we'll be in touch with you for your details. And I will send your prizes off ASAP, as in like today. 
<laughs> so, hey, so oh, well, uh, well, no, not as in today, as in like as soon as I have your details. As soon as so, possible. Radio. Let's it. rip open postbox the pit. Luke the Savage has to say the following: Do more GI Joe fighting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that exchange. Please uh, yes. tell them more about that exchange. It's actually really <laughs> awesome. Luke the Savage is a 10-year-old boy who wrote us on the YouTube thread for the previous podcast, the movie podcast, Pitch Idea. Son of a pitch. Luke, is that not a little bit uh, age-restricted? Anyway, um, he just is a fan of the Playmotion stuff, as he should be. Come on. It's awesome. And he's like, uh, just do more, please. Like, Enough of this talking nonsense. Okay, <sighs> then. Definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll get on it. Yeah. Yep. 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 But he, uh, I mean, we had a wonderful tete on tete. He was like, I collect GI Joe. He wants to know how many GI Joes I had. I was like, mm, I think about 200 guys. He's like, Oh, I want to go count mine right now. And then I think he left the thread and didn't come back to it. Uh, distracted. Well, he's still counting to this day. Yeah, he's still counting to this massive uh, tally of GI Joes. My goodness. At that age, uh, spoiled. Nah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lovely exchange and, and lovely to know that um, YouTube has allowed us to to find perhaps a market that we shouldn't have. I mean, the play motion <laughs> stuff is one thing, but like if young kids are listening to particularly the podcast versions <laughs> right the way through, oh they might hear some interesting things about... But that's why we kept them separate originally. Hydro Vipers, <laughs> blow up doll lips. Oh, no. Zing. All I'm saying is there's a whole bunch of parents out there that are being faced with very uncomfortable questions. <laughs> because or of a whole bunch of parents out there who are like, cool, it's like, you know, like whatever. the occasional colorful Even language uh, is, is, is totally worth the okay. price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> worth the price for keeping our kid occupied for an hour and a half. There you go. <laughs> go listen to your radio show, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Mom and dad need some... Up it's those foul-mouthed South Africans. Yep, yep, yep. And that's me, guys. I'm spent. I'm done. Have we addressed everything we need to address in episode 205? I think, yeah, just before we go out, I think it's, it's probably worth mentioning. Um, Iconicon. See. So coming up this week is Iconicon. So Iconicon uh, is like a huge, big crossover event between multiple YouTube channels Um and we're doing a whole bunch of different things, live streams, interviews, podcasts, and also uh, videos made specifically, you know, to be premiered at the event itself. Um, it's going to be taking place between July 7th and 11th uh, this year. So it's coming very soon. I mean, today, July 4th, it's two days away. Um, if Oof. you want information about it, go to iconicononline.com. And there you'll find all of these fantastic bits of information, including the full schedule. Um, there's a ton of things happening every single day. It's got the times in there for you. It'll make it very easy to find them. Um, but if you hundreds. just want G.I. Joe book stuff, what are we doing, Rob? Okay, so what is, what is G.I. Joe doing? So first we have Paul on Wednesday. He's going to be talking on the horror films of the 80s. Yes, um, with other debate. awesome horror bands, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to be joined by Alex from Infinity Equ Infinity Equation, who will be hosting. And the panelists will include Conrad Chambers and Dan Goh from Movie Oblique, 
Melinda Mock from Retro Blasting Paul. And as well as Simple Tricks and Nonsense. And yeah, so you're going to find out a lot about horror films of the 80s and just general discussion of that. So if you're old enough to enjoy horror films, go check that out. Next up. Of course, if you do miss the live events, these will be available like any old YouTube live stream Absolutely. on the host channel. Once the event why- itself is, is finished, you'll be able to find all of these things wherever they are. But it's always more fun to take part live. I mean, you can chat with us. Yeah, exactly. And because, yeah, we can actually discuss this live. Yeah, because oh, yeah. people, uh, when you guys are live, uh, you'll be able to help swing some of the votes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, maybe change our, you know, our, our opinions, maybe. Um, so next up, you'll find me um, on Saturday next week. On the Sly versus Arnie, the biggest action star of the '80s panel. Bathrooms, and we're going to be talking about who's better, Sly or Arnie. Um, it's hosted by Analog Toys, and panelists are going to include me, Melinda Mock from Retro Blasting, Andre from Midnight's Edge, and Bobby Valor from Infinity Equation, and from a bunch Uh-oh. of other things. You'll probably mm-hmm. recognize him. Valorverse. We all know Arnie <laughs> is the best. I'm, I'm going to save my opinion until until of, uh, the the panel. Um, I, yeah, right now, I probably say I need right to do my change. <laughs> it, it might change by the time we get there. You know, you never know; things can change. Um, <laughs> and then for our yes, Stephen will be taking part in the Great Jojo Comics debate. What are you What are you debating, here, Stephen? So this topic was actually suggested by Matt Swafford of Reclaimers Vintage Toys on Instagram. Uh, I initially tabled the idea that maybe we should debate whether or not the Special Missions series by Marvel is in fact superior to A-Raw 1 to 155. But that was too easy because, I mean, obviously it is. I don't know. I think that might have been more contentious. I don't know. They're both pretty contentious. But then Matt shot back and said, well, another very valid approach would be like out of the 1980s run, was it better in the first half or the second half? So we decided that the dividing line was basically issue 50, the invasion of Springfield. And so everything before that is considered the early phase. And anything after that is the late 80s phase. And, uh, it was Michael French from Retro Blasting who put up his head and said, I want to argue for the latter half. I want to argue for the Arashikage stuff, the stuff in Barovia, um, the, the, the Utah pit, the Cobra Island Civil War. I'm going to say that that half of ARA is the superior one. And Matt, Matt jumped on with Michael, so they will be representing the latter half. And Tony from Analog Toys was like, nah, I'm an early 80s kid. Forget that stuff. I'm going to argue for in favor of the the one to fifty uh, num- the issues, and I was like, well, that, that makes me part of your team because it's going to be an even split. But ironically, it's also a case of like the United States versus Australia because <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Mike are, are podcasters from the US, and Tony and myself are what he likes to call plastic Australians because I'm a South African and by birth he's a Brit, so. It's interesting times. That sounds amazing. And, then, and so gentlemen, along with... the, the outcome will be determined by the live audience. So, Well, there we go. So this one you definitely need to tune in for. Yeah. So guys, on Thursday, July 8th, uh, 10 p.m. EDT, 
Eastern Daylight Time. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's what that means. But if you click on to the video right here, there should be a premiere date, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, and then you yeah, will be able to see when it's going to happen. To you, if you want times that are local to you, just hit the link to the wait page on YouTube, and I'll include the ah, link below. And fantastic. it will tell you what time it will be in local time. Hey, hey. <laughs> And then last up for coming from us specifically for this event, we'll be premiering our 1986 Tomahawk review. And that'll be coming up also on July 8th. Uh, before actually, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to watch that and then stay on the GI Jailbreak channel and take part in the live talk about the comic books. <laughs> I love how Melinda's called it the Tomahawk Thug review or Tomahawk mm. Thug Helicopter Review. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> that's not its title, but whatever. That's cute. That's what the, the sticker says. We're keeping it thug, man. We're keeping it thug. Totally thug. Yeah, so that's where we are. Kayaks, Arnie and Stallone, horrors, horror films. And the entire event is focused on the 80s. I mean, we, there's movies, there's music, there's toys. There's talking about, you know, uh, cartoons, Bionic 6. You know, is it any good? Is it no good? Um, yeah, everything everything you could possibly want to know about the 80s is all here. Watch so come check it out this week. <laughs> Watch me defend the Breakfast Club from uh, Mike, uh, Michael French. Yeah. Aren't you our representative for the trivia showdown? For the 80s one, yeah. Yeah, that's why. Oh, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've missed one. Yeah. Okay, so... Yes, so there is going to be a trivia match. So who knows the most about the 80s? Is it going to be Paul? Is it going to be anyone else? It can't possibly be. Because the irony if I everything. win that. I'm Look, yeah, I'm going to say that Paul is probably the, um, what's it, in, in betting terms, if you're like, if the odds are really stacked against. I mean, he's not he's not the favorite to win. Let's say yeah. that much. He's a, the wild card. I don't know. I, I, I've never bet in my life. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think he's got the longest odds. So he's got the, the just... yeah the long long arm. I don't know. That is <laughs> got a long arm. In any case, it will be a wonderful case of like David versus Goliath or the underdog coming out on top. If Paul from GI Joburg wins the trivia show, it'll be amazing. The guy from South Africa wins. You know the, the discussion of American pop culture from the eighties. <laughs> I would love hey. this. Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah. But it's a wonderful bit of recognition and, and, and shout outs to Melinda from Retro Blasting for tapping us in, in the beginning. Um, I think her and Tony maybe pulled G.I. Joburg's name out of a random hat. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> let me give them more credits. They, they approached us and asked us to take part. And Cody, a friend of our channel, said it best when he said something to the effect of, it's like, I'm so proud of my, my little leaguers finally being called up <laughs> for the big, the big game. But yeah, I mean, we, we never do uh, these sorts of things. Cobra Convergence was probably the closest we got to it. But, uh, you know. Iconicon is fun because there are channels that are way larger than our niche, and then there are channels that are around about the same size, if not yeah, smaller. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm looking forward to this a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope we get to see a lot of people live, and yeah, come and check it out, guys. Iconicononline.com, the link should be in the description below, wherever you're watching or listening to this. Absolutely. Heck yeah. 
And with that, I guess it's time to bid you all adieu. I hope everyone had a fantastic uh, Independence Day weekend. Um, and for the rest of the world, a fantastic weekend. <laughs> yes, enjoy your independence, guys. Long may it last. And if you're not yet independent, well, I hope you can throw off the shackles of colonial rule, rule eventually. You got this. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Welcome to 